Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Run Hard Running Team podcast. I look forward to my conversation today with Kelly Fegis. If you're from the Columbia area, you know her. You've seen her at many of the road races. But those of you who don't know her, I know you will love hearing her story today. Kelly just doesn't participate in events that start and finish within the same hour, even within the same day. So we're going to dive into one of her most recent events that she participated in that was over the course of a week. Yes, I did say a week. So Kelly loves to run, loves to be outdoors, and I am excited and thankful that she's on today. So Kelly, thanks for coming in and talking to me a little bit today. Oh, thank you for having me, Jesse. I'm looking forward to talking. Awesome. So if you've been or in the Columbia area, you've seen her on the roads. I met her and her husband through the Run Hard Columbia Marathon, which they participated in. And from there, I began to follow her on her social media pages. And from a fellow runner, I feel like that, that, that I can say this a little bit because there's just nothing but love amongst the running community. But Kelly, some of the things you do, I'm like, man, she is crazy. Because people say that we're crazy as runners because we like to run for fun. We, we run to relieve stress, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, let's be real. When you're running in an event that lasts six days, I mean, at some point, you know, you, you're, you're flirting with that, that crazy line. But it's so crazy that I'm like, man, that looks like so much fun. So I'm like living vicariously through you because I know I don't have enough guts to do that ever. I'll I'll say never, maybe after this conversation, you may talk me into it, but it really does look like fun. So we're going to jump into that, that event, what that looks like, the mentality that goes into it. But first, Kelly, how about tell everybody a little bit about where you grew up, who you are and how you got involved in running? Well, I, honestly grew up in St. Louis as a young kid and then moved to Charlotte, but uh, I've been running uh, since I can remember. I would go out in the neighborhood at six years old and just run up and down the streets, and the neighbors would always say to my parents, what is she doing? Why, why is she doing that? And they'd be like, oh, she just loves to run. So I started running at a very early age and um, continued through high school. I ran at East Carolina, um, cross country, and then just always continued to run even through all my pregnancies. So I just love to run. So you ran collegially. So even as a youth runner, you've had to experience a lot of success through running. And when I say success, like awards, top finishing times, things like that. Did you ever experience things like that through high school and even in college, any individual or team championships, anything like that? No, honestly, I I was a walk-on in um, college. I uh, honestly just wanted to play soccer okay. um, at okay. ECU. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they uh, only had a club team, so I wanted actually some money, you know, sure. pay for books, pay for sure. school, so I sure. – just uh, talked to the cross-country coach, and he let me walk on. So, you know, I was never fast, but I, you know, I, I could get it done and finish, I guess. Sure. So in college, y'all race, what, 4K and 5K? 5K? Okay. All right. What's your, what was your collegiate PR in the 5K? Oh, I'm so embarrassed to say, oh, my gosh, it was so slow. I think it was maybe 1950. I, I, I was not a fast runner. 
So I, I think you just offended probably 95% of the listeners when you said I was so slow and here you, here you go throw out a sub 20 minute 5k time. That, well, but you got to understand I have a son in college running sure. at Brevard and sure. he throws down, you know, you know, 15, 16, 5Ks. So, right. Uh, yeah. Right, right. So I guess it's all <laughs> relative for sure. But I tell you, you, you know, your, your community 5K, you know, you go sub 20 and that's, uh, you're getting something. You're leaving with some type of trophy award or something like that. So you, sa- you said that um, your, your son runs at Brevard. So obviously this love of running runs through your family, right? Does, do all your kids yeah. run? Um, my daughter did run my oldest, she's 21, but she actually, um, had, has developed a nerve disorder, so she can't run anymore. Okay. My other daughter, she ran a little bit at Spring Valley also, but she honestly does not love running. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. It is okay. Yeah. That's fine. And our youngest, our youngest, our 11 year old boy, he, he can run like crazy, um, He's still on the fence of rather he's, if he's going to play soccer or run in middle school. So Okay. So what feeder schools is that? What high school does that feed into that he goes into right so, now? So we're going to be doing Spring Valley. Okay. And, also, uh, and my son will be at E.L. Wright okay. in the fall. Okay. So has Coach Oberly talked to you guys yet? I mean, is he, is he knocking on the door and saying, all right, he needs to run cross country, anything like that? Oh. Uh, Coach Overly, so, you know, I was the assistant coach last year, right. um, so I know Coach Overly pretty well. And um, not yet. Drake, you know, has to be in seventh grade to, to run. Sure. So, But I'm sure he'll be he'll be asking next year, what's Drake doing? Yeah, so. that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Much love for Coach Overly. He was over at Lexington uh, for, for quite a while. So we, oh, we, yes, he was. We, we enjoyed having him for sure. So yeah, sorry we stole them. It's all right, you know. You guys share the love, you know. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad you guys have him, and he's making a great impact over there at Spring Valley. So uh, he sure is. You ran collegially East Carolina. So did that love of running continue after college? Do you, did you need to take a break? How did that work oh, post collegiate no, no, running? I loved it. No, yeah. I, I kept on running. Yeah, didn't stop. No, didn't stop. I you know progressed to the uh, half marathon and um after doing that for a couple of years i went to the marathon and did that for another i don't know three four years and then ran into some lady at the mile 20 mark of a marathon in atlanta and she anyway we became friends and she she talked me into doing ultras how many marathons have you completed i don't know so that many <laughs> I yeah I, I would you say I don't know. would you say over twenty or close yeah. to it yeah 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 okay okay so Definitely. I mean that's a that's a good many amount of marathons I mean twenty marathons is no joke so from there you, you progress to these ultra marathons do you remember your first ultra marathon event oh oh yes okay so you <laughs> so said my, so it's memorable my first. Sorry, my first ultra was um, a 12-hour. A 12-hour event, which for our listeners, kind of describe a little bit. So a 12-hour event means that you're out there. The race lasts for 12 hours. 
And so I'm assuming that you run as many miles as you possibly can in 12 hours. Is that how it works? Yeah. So this one was a loop race, a one mile loop in, uh, um, Alabama and you just run and run and run until, uh, time's up. Yeah. So it's really based on your, how much energy you have, the drive you have left, whether you want to do another loop. And so, you know, going into it, that the most you have to do before you can stop again is a mile. Is that mentally, is that for 12 hours, knowing that you're going to have to run in a circle for 12 hours for one mile, is that, like, is that tough mentally? I, I don't think so. I mean, you, you know, if you set your goals, you know, um, I, I don't know, and you have friends along the way. You make yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, and you'll run with someone for an hour, and you're like, wow, and you're talking, and it goes by super fast. Sure. You know, I don't know. Some people it's mental. Others, yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know. I I, I enjoy the loops. Sure. So you ran your first 12-hour ultramarathon event. And after that first event, were you like, you know, that was okay, but I hurt really bad? Or were you just like full in in that moment saying, I love the ultramarathon distances? Oh, no, I loved it. Um, actually, probably halfway through, we had already planned out um, which one I was doing next. Wow. So apparently, like, when you race, you do your race calendar during the races, it sounds like. So you you, you, you book them while you run. <laughs> you know, when you have uh, friends that have, you know, influenced you uh, in maybe a negative way. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> you know. Hey, I wouldn't quite say negative because, you know, I mean, y'all are just being active. It may, like, border insanity, but, you know, it, it's definitely not negative for sure. So let's, uh, let's talk about the, the most recent race that I saw you post on Facebook, which was very intriguing to me, was a race that I saw where you completed 222 miles so where was this race at and did i get that right that distance did i get that distance right the the race started in sandbridge virginia just south of virginia beach and it it so it, it starts almost where like the road ends in that strip you can't go any further um there's no roads you have to take the beach Okay. So, yeah, so you have to run, oh, goodness, uh, how many miles is it? I think it's 25 miles down to where the road begins again in North Carolina, in Corolla. Wow. Okay. So you run, you literally run to another state. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're running down the beach, or you could run on the, there's a state park there, called false cape and it has a trail so we actually me and another lady uh that we ended up running together on that portion um we decided to do the trail just to break it up so that that was fun wow all right so what was the name of this event where you did so many miles so it was called the swami shuffle okay 200 um and it was to raise awareness for uh uh, Mission 22, which is um, a nonprofit that 
brings attention to uh, veterans that are are killing themselves, committing suicide wow. at a, a crazy rate. So sure. it's, they average sure. 22, 22 lives a day. So wow. um, my friend James Haller and Josh Frostberg um, put this race on to raise awareness. Sure, sure. And the 200, what does that stand for? Is that the maximum amount of miles or the challenge of how many miles that they want you to do? What is the 200? Well, no, the the 200 was just the approximation of how many miles the race was. Okay, okay. That's all. Gotcha. But I'm a real planner, and I planned out the, like, I looked at the map in great detail, and I knew it was 222. Okay, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And that event, was this the first year that it's been held, or how long has this event been going on? Um, yes, this was the first year, and um, the there were only six of us that did it the actual in person. There were a okay. few that did it virtually. Okay. But we, yeah, so it was a very very small race. Yeah. Um, and all of us started out together except for one guy. Um, Matt, he uh, had uh, conflicting, you know, stuff. So he did it a couple days before. He started a couple days before us. So five of y'all lined up at the starting line together. Obviously, when you line up at the starting line, much different than any other race. I'm assuming do most of you or all of you already know each other? Um, no, actually, none of us, none of us knew each other at okay. all. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that's, uh, I mean, over the course of. 222 miles i'm sure that you cross paths run together and it's great opportunity to hear people's story learn about their life because i mean you might as well talk to them because you gotta pass the time when you're running 222 miles right that that is so true yes and so i did um i did end up you know running with sally for about 30 miles um you know, and, and for a couple of days down the road, I, you know, we ran into a couple, we just happened to, you know, run with a couple other guys, but, but, you know, overall, I, I pretty much ran the race by myself. Um, I, I had a goal to make it to my hotel every evening as, you know, as soon as efficiently as possible. Cause I wanted to spend time with my husband. Sure. So, yeah. So, you know, and I have a straight, I have a really strict plan of how I was going to run this. So I, I do a four, two. So I run for four minutes. I walk for two minutes and I do that religiously the entire, pretty much the entire race. Sure. Sure. So you run in between hotels about how long each day did you run? <laughs> so day one was 63 miles and, um, I may, I planned on, so my, my plan was to, to, to run to the very last hotel on the strip um of nags head so i was i was out there for 15 hours um 39 minutes and it's 63 miles and that was actually my hardest day those last 10 miles were were just uh, they were trying they were awful i can only imagine yeah i I'm, <laughs> i believe you whenever you say that for sure i, I can <laughs> i i can only 63 miles 15 hours that's um that's awesome so uh, over over the course of the next few days, y- you know whenever the difference between a marathon is 
like you finish, you're hurting, you're tired, but you know you got a week or so of recovery that can happen. This race, you're running 15 miles. You have to rest, recover because mentally you got to do it, like psych yourself up because you got to do it again tomorrow. Is that challenging, like to mentally psych yourself up, or is it more of like the appeal and the the challenge again for the next day? Actually, you know, like I'm not sure. It's just because I've I've done some of these uh, crazy multi days before, but. You know, at night I, I, I lay down and I'm like, oh my goodness, I am hurting so bad. How, oh, how am I going to do this again? And then it's funny, you wake up in the morning and you're like, all right, I feel better. <laughs> I am ready to go. Yeah. Let's See, get this day going. Yeah, so you just forget about, not really forget, but you're like, man, your body's like, okay, that was bad, but here we go again. So how many yeah. miles uh, How many miles did you do uh, on day two? So day two was, um, was, was a good day. I mean, you know, I already knew what to expect. Um, it, I did 52 miles. So all I had to do was make it to the Hatteras lighthouse. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it was, it was, it was a good day. You know, we go over the big, huge, brand new bridge. Um, and that was exciting. And then, you know, you're, you're you're just out in the middle of nowhere and right. you know and i say i do that four two plan where i, I run four uh, minutes walk two minutes but kind of gets a little monotonous a little bit so i tend to kind of then run the light the power poles sure so i would run i would walk one power pole and then run four like you know power poles yeah. just to break it up so how does your race prep happen for a multi-day event like this? When I say race prep, like even I know you have to consider weather because you're not looking at a three-hour window to figure out what you have to wear like us marathoners do, you know? But yeah. like you're looking at like a three-day, four, five-day, a week-long weather report. So how does support work like let's just focus on food right now, your nutrition while you're running for 15 hours or at least moving for 15 hours, are you required to have your own support as far as food yes. goes? Yeah. So we, about, technically we, there were no, there's no aid stations. There's no, you know, there's, there's no one out there. Well, I got to say the race directors were awesome. I actually saw them uh, over a dozen times and they were absolutely amazing um, for this stretch of a course and they were very visible but um i know exactly what i need and how far how far it would take me to get to the next town so you know i i honestly didn't have to carry much stuff on me at all just you know you know a rain jacket in case gloves hat but um as far as food goes just you know when i got to the next town uh I would stop at a gas station and grab some food. Sure, sure. So a lot different than your normal community race. Even like the big marathons, you, you don't see these aid stations set up. You're self-supported completely. So you're t you have money on you to go to gas stations. Uh -huh. I, I'm, I'm assuming you can even stop at a restaurant if you wanted to, right? You can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this race, you finished with 222 miles, and you did that in six days, right? Yes. So is it, are you guys really racing against each other or is it more like a community feel where it's like, let's just all celebrate and get to the finish line together and survive this thing? 
How, well, yeah, how's that dynamic know. set up? I mean, honestly, me going into this uh, race, it was just to um, experience the most I could every day and just enjoy being out there. Um, I like the solitude. There's, you know, there's nothing for for miles. As far as the eye can see, there's nothing, and I, I love that. And, um, and I, at first, no, it was not a race. It didn't turn into a race for me until the very last day. Um, it's kind of funny. I woke up in the morning and, um, I mean, I was in the lead, but you know, I just wanted to finish. Um, you know, I wanted everyone just to finish and I got a, there was a, a, a message on the group chat of everyone. And one of the guys that was running pretty much said, game on, I'm behind Kelly and I'm going to catch her. <laughs> I was like, Oh, really? <laughs> Fighting words right there. It's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. I I I uh I came out of the bathroom that morning, looked at my husband and said, All right, game's on. Let's yeah. get this going. How, I don't have time to waste. <laughs> how much of a lead did you have going into that last day? Oh, I, I had fifteen miles. Oh, okay. So I mean in in context of a six day two hundred mile event, is that considered close? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be. I mean, you know, um, it depends on how much time you waste. You know, right, if you decide right. to lay down for an hour or if you decide to also right. then you, you know, take a 30-minute lunch break. And, and if you end up walking, if you end up walking the majority of that last day, then, you know, someone could easily catch me. Sure, sure. So when did you know that you were going to come out on top of this race? Well, again, there was another guy, uh, Matt, that had, you know, finished a day or two before. And so really I was running against his time. Sure. So, but I really didn't care. I just didn't want that guy behind me that said game on to beat me. You right. know, so I was right. just, I was just moseying along knowing that I was moving steadily. Yeah. Um, but then my, <laughs> um, I have like six miles to go. I'm on the beach and there's nothing. And I see this red flicker way 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 off and i'm like what is that is that a buoy what is that and it gets closer it's my husband he oh man he gets to me and i'm like oh my gosh so good to see you he goes honey i'm telling you right now if you shuffle this entire way to the finish you're gonna win it and i'm like what he's like no 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 really <laughs> you you only have six miles to go come on you can win this overall and i'm like Oh, so sure enough, he made me run the rest of it. And I, I won by 20 minutes. Wow. Which is crazy. Wow. That's, uh, that's gotta be an experience that is, is, is incredible because you went that far, but not only go that far, you come out overall. So when you cross that finish line, describe to me a little bit what that finish line looks like and feels like because is are, are most of the uh the runners finishing within like the same day or different days is there a celebration amongst other people at the finish line or is it more like just an individual celebration well it, it um, i believe for 
everyone else, it was an individual celebration. For me, though, I got lucky. Again, my goal also was to finish before dark. I did not want to be on the beach in the dark. So my goal was to finish. And I did finish in plenty of daylight. And as I come around the corner, I couldn't believe it. There's probably 30 people out there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this, this is crazy. And they were, they knew, uh, so Sandbridge is, what I take is, it's a military kind of retirement community. Okay. So all these retired military, they see the Mission 22 flag, and they all know what it means. They all know what it is. So they're coming out to see what's going on. And so then, you know, Josh and James are like, oh, yeah, we have a girl. She's getting ready to finish, and she's going to win overall. And they're all intrigued. So they're all out there, standing out there waiting on me to finish. And they're cheering me on as I'm coming in. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Because, you know, normally this kind of race, you only have the race director. Sure. You don't have anyone else out there. And no one else was finishing behind me for hours. So, you know, there's no one else. Well, the surprising thing was is that, this guy comes up to me and he tells me congratulations and he goes to shake my hand and hand me something. Well, I hate to say it. I didn't want to shake his hand because, well, I wasn't very clean. Sure. <laughs> sure. I was like, yeah, you don't want to shake my hand. And he goes and hands me this coin and I'm like, okay. I had no clue what it was. Well, Come to find out, Josh told me, whispered to me in my ear that he was a uh, a, a recipient of the Medal of Honor. Wow! From, and he actually got it from for saving one of his, you know, guys' lives over sure. in the Middle East. And I, I, I was blown away. And how it happened was he actually saw the Mission Twenty Two flag up in his apartment. Came down, asked him what's going on. They told him. He went back up to his apartment and got that coin. Wow. I know. Wow. I, I, That's I incredible. I started crying. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm sure. And, <laughs> yeah. So it was a very, it was a very um, emotional finish, um, unexpectedly. I, I mean, I was glad to be done, but for him to hand me this was, was just unbelievable. I bet. I bet. I mean, it really... I'm assuming just put the experience over the top for you, not just finishing, oh, not just running, not just winning, but having this, this guy hand you this coin and what it means is, uh, is definitely impactful to say the least. So when you yes. finish, when you finish these races, what hurts more? I mean, is it your feet that hurt? Is it your knees, your legs? Is it your head? Is it your stomach? from having oh, to consume no. like weird just, food all the time. What, what hurts more? I mean, you can just say my, just my legs. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when the husband, uh, piles me in the car and says, okay, we got to drive all the way home now. Mm. <laughs> mm. So what, yeah, the le- the legs hurt. That's all. What does recovery look like after you run for six days and you run for 222 miles? What does that look like? How do you recover from something like that? Eat a lot and sleep a lot. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your go-to food whenever you finish to recover or um, or to enjoy whatever uh, after a race? Oh, 
goodness. Um, well, I, I switched my diet last year, so I, <laughs> I, I try my best to stick to it. But um, a Diet Coke and um, a burger. Sure. No bread. Sure. Just, just I don't I don't eat um <laughs> so I'm I'm gluten free, dairy free, sugar free, all that. So yeah. I, I don't do any of that, but um still a good burger without bread is always a go to. Where do you get the majority of your carbohydrates from? What type of food? Oh goodness. Because um, I'm assuming that you have to consume an amazing amount of carbohydrates just to go that far for that many days. Actually, no, I, I, I kind of disagree. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I really don't eat a lot of carbs. Um, Okay. I, I, I don't even know how to respond. Yeah. Well, when, whenever you recover, you finish these races and you're sleeping a lot and you're eating a lot. What, um, when is the first day that you can like try or want to try to start running again after these events? Do you wait a week? Do you try to get some walking and slow jogging to shake out, shake out the legs a little bit, like a few days afterwards? What does that look like? Um, well, recently I, I actually, um, got a Peloton, um, to try and help the recovery of my legs from okay. running yeah. so much. So yeah, so I did the Peloton every day for a week and um, and walked some. And then um, I guess a week later, uh, a, a new friend, she asked me to come to Sesqui and do a 20-miler with her. So I, you know, so we did a, a fairly slow run-walk 20-miler. Um, and that, that was good. That really helped shake out the legs. Sure, sure. So what what comes next for you? Do you have a, 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 another race on your race calendar? I know you talk about races while you race. So yeah. did, did you? <laughs> what's the next one you planned? Um, I have a, a forty-eight hour country mile, forty-eight hour um, next weekend. So what's the country mile mean? Um, the country mile, um, upstate ultras puts it on Matthew okay. Hammersmith. Yep. Yeah. And so it's a, oh, I don't even know. I think the distance is like three ish miles, three okay. and a half maybe. Okay. And you're, you're just going around and around that. It's, it looks like, it looks like it's in like some cornfield on a farm or something. Okay. And yeah. You're just going around and around for 48 hours trying to log as many miles as you can. Sure. And I'm going to say this. And uh, I guess I can only say this to you, but I guess this is kind of appealing because this is only a 48-hour event. I mean, it's two days. <laughs> so, I mean, th- for that, is it the same type of planning or close to it that goes into like a 200-mile event? Or do they differ? No, it's about the same. I mean, sure. I mean it's – well, in – well, also you got to remember that this is that's going to be just a loop around a three mile field. Right. So you have everything. It's not like the point to point where you're you really gotta you really gotta plan what you need. Sure. Um. So yeah, the, the, and it's a 
definitely a different mindset, but I'll still stick to my uh, 4-2 uh, run-walk right. for the majority. Okay. Um, but <laughs> the only thing is that my son has a, uh, a cross-country meet up in Hickory on Sunday afternoon. So I'm going to have to log as many miles as I can and try to, you know, we'll say maybe secure a win before I depart early sure. to drive up to Hickory. Sure. So, yeah. So if, if hearing your story and hearing your race experience really um, intrigues someone who is listening, where do you find these events? Oh, um, ultra sign up. Okay. Or, or run sign up. There's, there seems like run sign up has kind of taken off um, recently, but also ultra sign up. What about, you can, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, where can people follow your experiences? Do you have any social media outlets that you would like to share or want to share where people can uh, follow your experiences? I don't know if you post training for these events, but um, are there any outlets that people can see your races and what you experience? <laughs> not, not really. Just, I mean, I'm on Facebook. Sure. And, I mean, I I friend everyone. So, sure. it's, you know, if you're – you know, if, if someone friends me and, and they're a runner, then I, I friend them, but I don't, I don't have a race plan. Sure. I don't have any training plan. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just get out and walk, run or bike, um, about every day. So talk to me about your training a little bit. I know, I know you hinted at it. You walk, you run, you bike every day. So with these events, I'm, I'm assuming that you train on the road. Do you train or do you train on the trail? I I do both, um, and I don't do like hard trail. I'm I'm ugh, I'm terrible. I fall so hard on trails. I'm, sure. I just can't sure. uh, lift my feet up high enough anymore. And so um, I do sesqui a lot. So okay. I enjoy doing that uh, three point five loop um, over and over at sesqui. I also uh, run in my neighborhood. Um, I have a five mile loop road loop that I that I that I run all the time yeah and then of course you know um i walk also a lot i think um with ultras you i think where a lot of people fail is that they don't incorporate walking into their training sure so preparing for the swanee shuffle swaniac shuffle how much did you have to train during your peak training time to prepare your body to run those 200 plus miles you know, I I really don't. Um, I guess I just have a, a good base, and I'm always walking, running every day. So I honestly didn't really change. I think I actually went from more, uh, more doing my run walk than majority of running, uh, just to get into that groove, and also to get your feet ready for uh, some walking. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't yeah. really log crazy miles, um, every day. I don't think that's necessary. I just sure. averaged probably five miles a day. Sure. What advice would you give someone who now says, you know, I'm interested in testing the water for an ultra event. Let's say something longer than a 50 K. So something longer than that. But maybe uh, maybe a twelve or twenty four hour. Obviously, you worked to it, uh, worked up to it. So they're not just going to jump into a hundred mile or whatever. But 
someone who is interested in dipping their toe into the ultra marathon distance, what advice would you give them? Oh, just jump right in. It's uh, so much fun. Yeah. And, and there, there, you know, if, if there are people of all abilities out there, all sure. shapes and sizes and, and ultras, uh, the community is so wonderful. They, they don't care what size you are. They don't care if you're slow, if you're fast, if you finish last, if you finish first, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, just come out and uh, have fun, run, walk, do whatever you want to do. Shoot, you could sit around and just <laughs> you could just sit around and drink and do a few laps, and everyone will still love you. Sure. So definitely an encouraging community for sure. You'd say. Uh huh. Oh, by far. Yeah. So last question before I let you go, and again, uh, I really do appreciate your time and your stories. They've been awesome. Oh, so thanks. as 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 uh, someone who works with youth runners, young runners, some runners just starting out, some runners that might start out but are more advanced than others, I also talk to a lot of people who are just getting into the sport of running, whether it's they just want to become a, a healthier person, they want to live a more active life for their kids or for something else. What nugget of advice would you give someone that is just starting out in the sport or wants to start living a healthier, more active life? What advice would you give someone like that? Oh, my gosh. Just just get out there and have fun. Every day, just go out and run or walk and um, do races. Races are a great way to meet the community um, and to feel uh, like you're a part of something special. And I promise you, you don't have to be fast at all. Just just sure. go have fun and just run. Sure, sure. So good. So good to say. Just go out there, have fun. And I, I know yeah. one of the... The things that I hear most from people when I tell them, hey, you know, just go jump in a 5K. If you've run for a couple weeks, just just go do a 5K. They always say more times than not, I'm going to be last. I don't want to be last. And I say there's no way you're going to be last. And even if you are, people will be encouraging you to finish Mm -hmm. because we're celebrating everybody out there being active. So great advice. Just go. Just be active. Go and do a 5K. Or yes, a community event. Yes, you can event. walk a 5K. There's no doubt. There's people that walk 5Ks. You oh, know, yeah. You don't have to be fast. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because when you finish, you all have a story to tell, and that's what it's all about. So, exactly. Um, well, Kelly, thanks so much again for being on and talking to us about these multi-day events. I know that our listeners, this is new to many of them, but it is so interesting. So uh, follow her on, on Facebook just to live vicariously through her if you never want to do these events they really do sound neat in a crazy kind of way but oh, you know so much fun. I, I, Everyone I, needs to do them. I believe it i believe it so check it out if you're interested ultra sign up or run sign up and uh who knows you we might just kelly you might see me out there one day in one of oh, these crazy awesome, long and distance distances so it is a lot of fun to keep keep up with for sure. So thanks for tuning in. Kelly, thanks again for coming to chat with us. And Thank you for having me. We'll see you again soon. Always remember, run hard. See you.